Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, solving the problem of long-term care insurance. A lot of people have long-term care insurance, but maybe they don't know how to use it properly. Well, uh, there's a person who can help you with all those issues when it comes to long-term care insurance, and her name is Linda Yonke. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me, Brian. My pleasure. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet you. I remember at an event at yeah. San Diego Oasis, mm-hmm. and you were telling me what you do, and it fascinated mm-hmm. me because I know there are lots of people who have long-term care policies, mm-hmm. but they don't really know how to navigate yeah. the process, and they don't mm-hmm. take advantage of the benefits that are available to them. So why did you get involved in this and how did that all start? Well, I have had a long-term care insurance brokerage for 37 years. So I started selling this in, you know, 1987. Um, But in around 2010, my clients started filing claims. And unfortunately, one of my clients tragically passed away in her home um, as a result of a caregiver and her claim stalled. So the family called me and they were in distress and they said this policy was supposed to help my mom and it ruined me for a while because I I do feel responsible for my clients. I'm not a a transactional person. I feel that you know when I offered a policy to somebody I wanted to make sure that it was going to be good for them. So I became a board certified patient advocate at that point. Got it. So I can understand then why advocacy would be so important to you. Um, So using that advocacy, um, how do you help people navigate the process? Well, first of all, the process, long-term care insurance is very important, and people buy it at a time when they're feeling well, but they use it at a time when oftentimes cognitively they're not doing well. And it's hard for them to remember and understand what do they have to do in order to get money out of their policy Oftentimes also, because most of these folks are on Medicare, they're not used to billing. Mm. They go to the doctor, the doctor does all their billing, so they don't really understand. These policies pay the person, they pay the insured. And so it's the insured's responsibility to get that documentation to the company. And when someone's not well, and if they don't have a child, an adult child to help them, or a provider that's handling paperwork or properly, maybe a spouse. they will, right. Yeah they will have a hard time getting the benefits they deserve. Right. Yeah. And I know, you know, it, it's sort of a, a saying out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, insurance companies, they don't really love paying claims, yeah. right? So they're going to, yeah. you know, make you kind of jump through hoops mm-hmm. sometimes. And like you said, if someone's not well, yeah. they don't know how to, how to jump through yeah. which hoops they need to jump through. Yeah. Correct. Insurance companies are insurance companies. Um, we have to provide proof of loss. And that proof of loss is very specific. And so as an advocate, we make sure that our clients are vetted, that they're eligible for benefits, that they understand what the insurance company is looking for, they understand how to answer the questions, and we're there with them all through the process while they're having their interviews, while they're meeting with nurses. We make sure that their care providers are appropriate. We make sure that they meet the contract language, but more importantly, We try to help them understand, look, you think you only need somebody to open your mail and take you to the doctor or to bring in a meal every now and again, but actually they're not showering, you know, they're not putting compression hose on, and we try and help them understand these are the things that this policy is designed to help you with to help you age in place safely. So let's talk about that real quick Mm -hmm. about um, caregivers. It's very important, you feel, to hire really top quality professional caregiver. Why is that? So 
policies in California especially um, allow policyholders to hire anybody they want except family members. Family members are not eligible. Um, so what that means is sometimes people will say, and this is the case of my client that passed away in her home, she was a very private person, and some people are like, I just feel uncomfortable having a stranger in my home, and I do understand that. And so they reach out to friends, colleagues, and they say, hey, can, can you just come in and help me do this? Generally, that's not a good plan because the insurance companies want to see proof of payment, cancel checks, and hey, what is this person doing for you? So we want to work with providers that are professionally responsible, meaning that they're overseeing, that they have um, caregivers that are appropriately trained, that can do what the person needs, and also that they're documenting what's going on in the home and they're providing that to us so that we can present it to the insurance company because once again it's all about proof of loss right yeah and the insurance companies if you're the one interacting with them yes. um, they're okay with that versus directly from <sighs> the, the the client yes I mean it's been our process has been a work in process when we started filing claims when I first started doing this I filed 60 claims in two years, and I just had my client get on the phone with me to say, yes, will you please talk to Linda? We don't do that anymore. We have HIPAA forms. Sometimes we become their power of attorney for that specific event, and the insurance company has to work with us as an advocate. So I'm working with the, the insurance company, not as an insurance broker, but as a patient advocate on behalf of the client, and generally, our clients don't even talk to the insurance companies. We talk to them. Yeah, and yeah. I would think that'd be better because they're not really necessarily in a position to want to get on the phone for. Yeah, a well, of time. they do want to get on the phone, and that's why we don't want them to. Because <laughs> okay. what they will do is they will talk themselves out of a claim, uh -huh. frankly. Um, and it's just human nature. For example, you go to the doctor, and generally, our clients, when they go to the doctor, they present themselves. They are showing themselves at their best, and they just naturally go into that mode mm -hmm. when they're talking to an authority figure or an insurance company, and they will not disclose truly what's going on with them. And so our job is to paint the picture. Um, we get medical records. Um, of course, we interview our clients. We talk to their family members. And when we talk to the insurance company, we're telling their story for them. And then, of course, we back that up with proof as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if you have these statistics, mm -hmm. but um, people who try to file claims on their own versus the ones that you file success rates. Well, that I don't know because it would be anecdotally. Right. But right now, um, we're managing over 250 open claims wow. for families. And a lot of those are claims that were denied. And we get them on appeal. And we have never had a claim denied in the years that we've been doing this. Now, that's not to say that we don't have trouble and right. we have difficulties and sometimes it takes longer. Um, but what we do is we just work with our clients, we work with the insurance company to continue to press in to say, what do you need? Because we're confident we know that the individual meets the definition of being chronically ill, so we don't give up. Right. So we, we make it work. Denied claims are unfortunately the you know the headlines, mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately a lot of it is because the consumers just don't understand what they need to present to the insurance company. So we help them with that. Right, uh, I mean that's an amazing success rate. Yeah. Obviously, what are some of the claims that might be problematic that people face? 
cognitive claims. So that's at the top of our list. And I'll just give you a quick example. We have a uh, situation right now with an insurance company uh, with a family. Um, this gentleman is a phasic, and so everybody's familiar with Bruce Willis and his mm, current yeah. situation. This is the same same thing. And unfortunately, this gentleman um, presents beautifully, but yet on paper, in his clinical reports, and also when he's speaking, when he can speak, he appears somewhat high-functioning, um, but he's not able to be left alone. So the insurance company almost treats this person as, well, you just need to get a little bit worse. Well, you just need to... And so what we're doing in this case is we are enlisting the neurologist and the doctors and having statements written. We're presenting scores. We will get this claim approved. But the reason why I bring this up right now is because it's fresh on my mind, but also it's disturbing because it's insulting um, for families especially that live with this condition and are caring for someone like that. And then to have to say, oh, no, they're really not that well. Oh, no, they really can't do this. Why don't you believe me? That's the thing that's frustrating for us. And so we just try to, as best as we can, separate the emotion out, get the proof, present it, and get the case done. Right, and yeah. you know what the insurance companies need, the yes. paperwork they need, the yes. process they follow, because yes. you've navigated this many, Correct. many times. Sometimes we'll get a case, and we will interview the family, and we will tell them, you're not ready just yet. Um, here's what you need to do to get ready. When I say you're not ready, I mean that the person filing the claim um, refuses to let people help them, refuses to let people come in, or there's no documentation for cognitive issues. We have to have that. And until those things are put in place, we don't want to put somebody through a process that's going to be frustrated and unsuccessful. So we'll wait a little bit, help them get it. So, so generally speaking, the best time when someone should reach out to you is when? Oh my goodness. So I always tell people, it's not a good idea just to call the insurance company and say, I want to file a claim because they will start an intake interview at that point. And unless you know what questions, I would say, please stop, don't do that. Yeah. Um, also, for families who, adult kids, we work with adult children or powers of attorney more often, they feel frustrated, they have tried, they see this contract, <clears throat> excuse me, and they are concerned legally that they're not going to be able to, you know, maneuver the claim. They should call us right away. Um, or a, a spouse who has actually noticed that they're providing a lot of care for their loved one, but it didn't dawn on them that, oh, that's why I have this long-term care insurance policy. Yeah. Those situations, someone should just give us a call. We'll talk to them. I don't charge for a consultation just to talk with families. I read their contract. I tell them what kind of benefits they have, and I tell them what they need to do in order to be successful in a claim. And then, and then they'll say, yes, let's move forward, or we'll wait a little bit. Yeah, and I yeah. think if you just tell them what your success rate is, yes. there's no reason why they wouldn't want to enlist your help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Linda's information is on screen, uh, her phone number and her website. For those of you who are watching, if you're listening um, as a podcast, obviously you can't see it, but it is in the caption, so you can see her information there. Give her a call, look up her information on her website, get in touch with her uh, right away. If you even think that this might be something you want to navigate through, don't hesitate to reach out to Linda and she'll guide you through this process. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for coming. You're welcome.
Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.